guys. This is Joy. And this is Claire. Howdy, howdy. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It's the end of I August. I didn't mean you. I meant like you, like the listeners. But you do you care about me. But you too. You can answer. <laughs> are we allowed to kind of like start saying fall things? Because officially this is like the last day in August and like we're getting- I made soup for dinner. We're recording this on Sunday and it was my favorite. I like was singing songs about my soup. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be fall. And we haven't even had a super hot summer. I feel like it's late enough in the summer that I can finally say that without feeling like I'm going to jinx it because like the ship has sailed. It's not, we're not going to come back and have a super, super, super hot summer in September. Uh, you think? What does Cody say? What does our friend Cody say? Oh Cody, yeah. The weather if guy. you guys are in the Denver Front Range <laughs> area and you don't follow Cody Wilson, he is like this hilarious. He's got to be what? Probably in like his mid 30s. Yeah. He is like a hyper local meteorologist who has a Facebook, primarily who does it on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram. And he puts out these like hyper local weather forecasts. And he's so great. Cody with a K. We are always joking. He's like, I mean, he the guy has like 100,000 Facebook he has followers. So many followers. I mean, he's just a good follow. Yes. Because he's so funny. But my favorite is like in the winter, especially, he makes fun of people so bad because they'll be like, but can I drive tomorrow if I'm in this city? And he's like, I've told everyone that you shouldn't be on the roads tomorrow, but like, go ahead and do it. He calls snow snur. So he's always ready. <laughs> We're going to have some snur. He's very silly. He's really silly. And I appreciate him so much. So Cody, we always rely on his forecast because he seems to be the most accurate. But as far as a uh, more warm weather, we did have like not to be the weather podcast, but we did have like a cold day yesterday. Well, what, two days ago, whatever. And it was just like a nice little preview. It's like that that mid-season time where you're like, okay, it's starting to transition. It feels like it's happening. I think we've talked about this, but my favorite transition is summer to fall. It's just such a fun, like, and I think too, growing up in Arizona, we had zero seasons. It was either hot or hotter. And so I remember when I moved to Colorado, just the summer to fall of like the things starting to cool down was just so magical. It felt really special. And pumpkins are great. All is so cozy. I love coziness. Co- it is very cozy. Becky said pumpkin is back at Starbucks. Bring on all the fall things. I did see my first pumpkin. No, cinnamon broom. Pumpkin broom. That would be funny. A cinnamon broom at the grocery store yesterday. I walked in and I was hit with the cinnamon smell. And I was like, pumpkin or cinnamon brooms are back. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, lots of pumpkin spice beers being released at our local brewery, says Beth. If you're new to the podcast and you're wondering how are we getting intuitive information from these people and their comments, we always have a live chat. Yes. Like we are podcasting to a chat room and you can join us every week in the chat. Today we have about 15 people so far. It's super, super fun. We always post the link on our Instagram the day before. It just like brings a little little bit of live reactions. Extra, a little something extra. If if you're not on Instagram, sometimes if you get me at the right day where I'm like able to send you the link, I will do it. <laughs> Just email us. Sometimes I will do. It's a little bit of an extra lift for me to email it back to people, but every once in a while, I'm able to do that. If you're ever like, I don't know, I'm not in on Instagram because it is a special little treat to be in the chat room. So welcome everyone in the chat. Thank you for being here. Right before we hit record, Joy, you were talking about your perimenopause sleeplessness. It's just great. Well. I have to say this, the moment you just said that word, my stomach just literally took a turn. And I was like, I'm not... Joy hates labels. Joy hates them. Not only... all labels. Yeah. But not only that, I'm just like, 
<laughs> I'm not weird about age, but maybe I am. I'm not super weird about age, but I just like don't associate myself with like that word. <laughs> Honestly, like, that I, I like it's really it's so funny <laughs> when like it, it doesn't matter what the box is. The box could be like something that you are so clearly in and you're like, don't put me in that box. I'm like, I just said that you were like a 45 year old woman named Joy with brown hair that dyes their hair blonde. And you'd be like, nope, I don't like that. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of been off and on, but really more in the past month, I've been waking up every single morning at 3.30, every single morning. Ding! Look over. It's like Groundhog Day where every single day I wake up, I look over at the, at the clock and it's 3.30 and I'm like, no. <laughs> So I don't know what's going on. I've talked to Amy, who is the owner of Her Vital Way, because, of course, she's she's been on the podcast before. She's not a sponsor, but she's just a lovely human that makes great products. She's an herbalist and, like, knows all the things, natural things to do to kind of, like, balance our bodies. And so I was talking to her about this, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's really normal at your age, and kind of gave me some advice to try. And, of course, I'm not, like, taking this as medical advice. I'm just saying, like just because I trust her and I want to kind of start to have like an initial conversation because I don't feel like it's like serious enough for me to like go back to my naturopath just yet, but I might. I'm just also waiting to kind of see if it's like, well, this feels a little bit like I'm trying to talk myself out of something that's actually happening, but I'm trying to see if it's like the seasons too, (laughs) like literal seasons. Because sometimes I, sometimes I do sleep better like in the winter, like when it's colder, but whatever. I just, I don't know. I think you said that. I think the last time you said something of like, I'm just trying to waiting to see if it's like the, do- like the, there was something else you're waiting to see if it was, and it wasn't that either. Right. I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, you know, my birthday's in two weeks. I'm turning 46. There's a little bit yep. of me that's like, oh, that's closer to 50 than it is 40. And then like having those memories of sleigh ride to 40 and how it just felt like yesterday we were having that discussion. And then the birthday, my 40th birthday in Hawaii, where I was like in the pink bathing suit. I'm like, that just feels like yesterday. And I know that's cliche, but time really needs to stop happening. Anyway, so I was just some I was just <sighs> lamenting with everyone in the chat about that. And I was trying to see if there's any other mid 40s, older 40s, maybe even older people who've experienced that. I don't know what to do yet. I'm going to try a few things and then see if it helps. But I'm just not yep. down for it. Like I just but okay. Amy, Amy, who again owns her vital way, please support her business. She's amazing. Her vital way, not a sponsor, just a friend. She had some really good recommendations, mostly around stress, because she's like, anytime your hormones do crazy things, it's such a huge stress on your body. So her approach is really like managing stress. Go figure. If anyone else has like not medical advice, but just things that have been helpful to kind of either read about or learn about. I'm not trying to be like the fit fluencer that just gives advice off of like no actual knowledge of the subject, but I'm just telling you, I am on the journey of trying to figure things out for myself <laughs> as we all are really sad, but I have my water bottle to comfort me. <laughs> <laughs> Your comfort water bottle. Joy is somewhat snuggling with her Owala water bottle right now. You know, Nikki in the chat says, I see your bottle. I was joyfluenced and have an Owala now too. I'm a little obsessed with these. I don't know what makes, what it is about these, but that makes, it does make me drink more water. And the other problem that I've been having is I've been having to like cut back on drinking so much water now because I'm going to the bathroom 24 times a day. And then I also have to like make sure I'm cutting it off before I go to bed at night because then I have to wake up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. Why can't I be 20 again? You know, like, did you ever have to get up to pee when you were 20? No, your bladder was just like steel trap. 
just trucked along if, no matter what you threw at it. Remember when you were like in your 20s and you'd be like out drinking and they'd be like, don't break the seal. Don't break the seal. <laughs> you, you want, uh, yeah. Like, is that a thing? Like, I'm like, that's not a thing, is it? There's no way that that can physiologically be a thing, but it did feel like psychologically a thing. I I do vividly remember that. Oh, it's the best. Mackenzie says, it's a thing. It's a thing. (laughs) It's really a thing. Whether or not it's a science thing, it is a thing. It is a thing. It doesn't have to be scientific. Yeah. God, (sighs) all the things. I saw you cleaning your emotional comfort water bottle yesterday and everyone had like yeah. opinions about how often they clean their water bottle yeah, which was interesting to me is frequent it's on really? the side of frequent which i can a- appreciate that if all you do is just fill it with water and refill it with water and refill it with more water you're like why am i why do i have to clean this thing it doesn't get dirty i would challenge that belief maybe a little bit especially your straw but also no judgment you know what if it's not gross it's not gross Just live your life. I'm not over here trying to (laughs) blow up your habits. Do you have a straw cleaner that like pushes through the straw? Like the little tiny, yeah, the little sponge. Yeah, I do. I didn't get one of those till, I don't know, six or seven years ago. I didn't have one like my whole life. But my sister-in-law bought me one because I was always drinking from these straws. And when I tell you the first time I used it, I was disgusted by what came out of that straw. (laughs) Please clean your straws. Like with a we straw cleaner. One. I know. We've always had or we've had them for a long time because the kids are constantly drinking out of straws right, or like little, right. little pot. And especially like twisty straws. And they drink yeah. like yogurt drinks and smoothies out of them. Like yeah, it gets really gross. Stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so sad. We don't have any like completely opaque straws in our house, so they're all somewhat transparent. So you can tell when they're getting bad. Like even my Stanley straw is not completely it's a little bit it's like halfway between yeah and so you can see what's in there but yeah the kids ones get really gross yes cleaning clean your emotional support water vessels yeah it's important yeah it's very important i'm i usually rinse mine out like every night too before i go to bed and you know um speaking of other things (laughs) that are gross when you clean them i Uh rented a carpet cleaner last weekend oh isn't that so satisfying so sad okay so we we've only lived in our house as you guys know for like i don't know maybe 15 16 months like just over a year and the carpet was new when we moved in it's the worst carpet it's like so 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 cheap they literally went out and bought the cheapest possible carpet and just replaced it so they could say it was new carpet but i'm not about to replace it again because my kids are gross and we have a dog and like i'm not you know it's like all right fine we have cheap carpet Oh, well. But all that to say, that, like, it's, it, there's no way it was gross before we moved in. So I bought one of those – or not bought. I rented a carpet cleaner. Also came to find – this is – I mentioned this to my friend Amanda. Hi, Amanda, who is from the East Coast. And she was like, where are you going to rent a carpet cleaner? I said, I'm just going to get it like a King Supers or Safeway, like the grocery store. And she's like, that is such a Colorado thing. Apparently, this is not a thing in a lot of other parts of the country because you can't clean your own carpets at home because they're not going to dry. Oh, I was like in Arizona, we did that all the time, but it's dry as a bone there too. So yeah, maybe it is. Because remember we talked about this, like when you were saying don't rake your leaves and people in like the more (laughs) wet part of the country were like, uh, our yards will literally rot and die if we don't do that. And I was like, no, it's fine to rake your leaves. For the record, in those places, you also don't need to rake your leaves. It's just that we as humans have come to believe that we are entitled to lush green grass yards. And this is, you know, not raking your leaves can prevent that if you live in really, really wet climates. But yeah, apparently in a lot of parts of the country, DIY carpet cleaning, not a thing because you have to like move out of your house and your carpets get clean because you have to like stay there with fans on for three days letting for your carpets to dry. In Colorado, it, my carpet was like I cleaned it at 10 in the morning and it was dry by like four. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's so it satisfying. So satisfying. And it doesn't even, you know, it's one of those things where like, it doesn't look that dirty and then you do it and you're like, oh, now it looks clean though. So clean. I'm trying to think of like other things that you've, like uh, people, I've only done that clothes stripping thing a couple times, but that's very satisfying. Some people will argue it's like just the dye from your clothes, but I have done it with whites too. That like feels really, it just feels satisfying when you're like, I've done comforters or, or duvet covers and that really made me disgusted. Bodies are so gross. Bodies are gross. <laughs> Bodies are gross. Um, Beth says that she does kids sporting equipment, always gross and stinky. Yeah, oh, we our sparring yeah. pads get really gross because it's just like closed foam PVC and with like that, you know, it's like that shiny kind of like plasticky PVC pads. Mm-hmm. They get really stinky, especially, I mean, my kids are still pretty young, but when you're in the sparring room with all, like if when you're sparring with these teenagers and you're like, oh, you are real, real stinky. And the, the instructors will come in and they'll say, it smells like success. And- <laughs> Oh my god. What you can do apparently I've never done this is that what some of the families do who have like teenage age kids is they'll put them out on the driveway on a hot day, cover them in like dish soap, spray them down and then just let them effectively just bake out there. Just bake out. Actually that's that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Just to like you probably get the like decrease the longevity of your pads by doing that, but it doesn't matter because you're decreasing the longevity of your pads by having them smell like a foot. Oh my gosh. Remember in high school when you'd be like, I don't know if you ever went to football games and then like hung out with some of the football players afterwards or, or like talk to them after they were playing and we'd be like hanging out by the locker room. I would do that all the time. Well, maybe too, because I was in cheer. So we'd be like yeah. walking back with them. No, I was not like a high school football groupie. The... <laughs> Does it surprise you that I was? the equipment and their outfit i still have the smell of that in my head of like that i can still that that smell was so disgusting (laughs) oh i mean i can imagine it like i can i can envision it because i have brothers and like you know we'd be on our way back from the basketball game my older brother in the back seat and just like okay i have a really stupid question about cleaning that is not at all important, but it, we might as well ask it here. Is duct cleaning an actual thing that you're supposed to do? Yeah. Okay. We Because <laughs> I do think it. sometimes I'm like, is that a scam? Like, what, a scam. what does it do? Okay. Everyone's saying yes. Okay. Everyone's saying yes. Continue. Definitely yes. We probably get ours done. If there's been a, it's, if it's been a fire year, we always get it done. If we had cats, we, I mean, Brandon's really allergic to cats, but if we had cats, we probably would get it done more, even if he wasn't allergic, just because I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is just my own personal cat dog bias, but it feels like cats shed more than dogs. Like there's just like little, whatever, it just feels everywhere. But we probably get ours done like every two to three years. I don't know if I necessarily like notice a huge difference, but it definitely does. You know, like when your heater kicks on and you kind of get that like musty smell. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah especially after the, like the first time yeah, the of first the season. The first time you do it. Or yeah. I was like, mm, what's in that's, there? That's like the dust and like the dead skin cells in your furnace that are just, or in your vents that are just getting blown around the house. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, Scott always jokes uh, when we had Diva, our cat that passed away exactly one year ago. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. She used to like, things would go missing all the time. And we would all say like, that's where Diva hides the dead bodies because like we would find like, where did that magnet go? Or where did that sock go or whatever? So we always joke that when that smell comes out, we're like, oh, that's where Diva hid those dead bodies. (laughs) I'm sure there's something dead in there. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, definitely do that. And then somebody mentioned this in the chat, but definitely also if you're not getting your dryer vent cleaned out regularly, you should be doing that. That we do every single year. Yeah. And Catherine said it prevents fires. 
I think also, I don't know the sort of, I've never done it, but I think just your dryer vent is a little bit easier to DIY because it's just one, you know, find like the exter- the exterior. Yes, Joy, what do you, Joy just made a funny face. Like <laughs> Because my dad, my, you oh, know, yeah. my dad, he goes, you just take an air, one of those air compressors, which of course he has an air compressor and you just shoot it in the dryer vent and just poop, like poops everything out. <laughs> Perfect. Just do the Ronnie's E-Way. I've seen it also um, on like TikTok with a leaf blower, which sure, why not? Give it a try. Totally. Yeah. Our dryer vent is like, it's a disaster because of where, long story short, when they moved our dryer into the basement, we moved in, they didn't do the dryer vent correctly. And so I feel like we probably just need to like replace our dryer vent like tubing every year because it's so like our actual ducting. But that's a me problem. And Becky, all dad, all dads over a certain age love whipping out that air compressor. <laughs> oh, my dad is so funny. Okay, let, let me tell you one, one last story. When Scott and my dad worked on their back deck this summer, Scott was just like covered in all this dust and whatever gunk. And my dad took him in the garage and just ran the air compressor over him. <laughs> Okay, it's so satisfying though. Like, remember the ones you could buy for your computer keyboard? Totally. Yeah, it would be like that only for Scott. It would be perfect. That's so funny. <laughs> just I visual, love that. That's such a dad like, thing. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I just ran the air compressor over him. Yeah, he's fine. That's so smart though. Yeah, I I think you could probably DIY your dryer vent. I I don't know how you would DIY your whole entire house vent system. Right. You definitely probably, need to call for Coit. <laughs> yeah, definitely on call for that one. Call for Coit. Isn't that the <laughs> the commercial? Um, Every time we see I a commercial, people. though, that's why Scott's like, oh, we got to get that done. I'm like, is that a thing or is that a scam? Like, do we really need to get that done? Okay, so now we it's will get that done. Okay, great. Yeah, I would recommend in Colorado, probably like at least every two to three years, a lot of people do it every year. And it's definitely more important if it's been a bad air quality year. Okay, great. You know what I noticed? Knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> God bless it for all the areas that have had horrible wildfires, but I've noticed that we have not had any wildfires this summer, which normally I feel like safe-ish to say this in August because we're almost out of August, but like normally August is just all smoke in the air. And it's like, yeah. I felt really lucky that we've not had at least a, like big ones that are so bad where the entire month of eight, of August is just like... It's just smoke. Yeah. It has been really nice. I know we had some smoke from the Canadian wildfires earlier this summer. And for whatever reason, everyone else got them. And I mean, it was due to the fact that last winter was like a historic snow year in California. And then this summer has been historically rainy here. So, you know, I think... I've also read that like all of this moisture now just means there's more vegetation to burn later. So love that perspective. I agree. Every day that I wake up and like can see the mountains, I'm like, okay, not taking this for granted because there were summers, entire summers in like 2020 and 2021 where we couldn't see the mountains at all. All right, enough talk about the weather. Uh, one thing I want to share with you guys, which is a little bit sad or very sad. Last weekend, my grandpa passed away and this is my papa who I've talked about on the podcast for years and years and talked about how into his 90s, he was doing, you know, like when he turned 90, he did 90 sit-ups. He and my grandma, who my grandma passed away in 2020, he and my grandma went to the local fitness center every single morning. They would, my grandma would walk laps while my grandpa did like weightlifting. And when my grandpa was younger, he would swim laps with like a gallon jug in each hand. That resulted in him having an utterly unusable shoulder in his later years. However, (laughs) still pretty intense. So he was 96 or 97 and unfortunately had been declining for a while and was living with my mom. 
Um, moved in with my mom in 2020 after my grandma passed away from a stroke. So he passed away last weekend. And it was interesting because we kind of joked a little bit that like his body was almost too healthy. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, till the end was, I, I, you know, I won't give too many details about what happened, but basically he got very, you know, just was declining and then had an event, which we assume was maybe a stroke or something like that. And even on the last day of his life where he was unresponsive is not the right word, but like completely not aware of what was happening. He was trying to sit up in like a strict sit up. It was just wild to see like, and my, even my mom said something about how she was like trying to help him with something and realized like he's still jacked. So just wanted to share that and, you know, a big change in my family. And this is the pair, the pair of grandparents that would go to the grocery store and like shop at Walmart for their groceries. Remember when we talked about this, like you don't have to be yes, buying exactly. like fancy like, groceries. You don't have to, to be like, on a fancy diet. You don't have to buy organic Because they groceries. had great lives and they were they super were, healthy. They were both super, super healthy. My grandma, um, who passed away from a stroke, she had had double bypass heart surgery when in like 1997. Grant, I think if she had had that heart problem that she had then now, they probably would have treated it a different way. In the 90s, everyone was just like getting bypass surgery. But then she, you know, went on to live another, what, 25, almost 25 years of like just like so health, you know, really regained her health almost completely, like was on some medic some heart medications, obviously, but to have double bypass heart surgery when you're in your early 60s and then continue to live for another almost 25 years. They were had such a simple, straightforward life. They lived in Russellville, Arkansas, which is like kind of Northwest Arkansas, but also kind of, it was very rural, small town. Yeah. Bought their groceries at Walmart, went to their just like local little fitness center or, you know, wherever they lived, they kind of went to like the YMCA or just some basic fitness center. Really were so healthy and consistent. And it always gave me inspiration anytime that we are like, oh, should I be eating keto or should I be eating the Blue Zones diet or the Mediterranean? Right, exactly. Like, should I be taking C, what's that stuff right now? The like goo that Erwan wants you to take. It's like- I don't even know. C, I'm not even gonna tell you about it because you're gonna be like, I need to take this. It comes, (laughs) Don't get me obsessed with I don't know. It's like a, it's a goo. (laughs) I'm not sure. It's a goo. You eat it out of a jar. Like chia seed type of goo or No. hold on. Like an actual jelly. I'm literally Googling Erwan Ocean Goo. Uh Uh-oh. Full spectrum sea moss gel. No. Stop it. Right. So- Right. This is these are the times where I think about my grandparents and think, you know what? They both lived long lives where they were completely physically independent up until their very old age, where they were also mentally very much with it up until their very old age. They never went on some crazy fad diet. They never did cold plunges. They never did the that treadmill thing where you walk on an incline for 45 minutes or whatever. Like they just stuck to the basics, did them every day. I think that that is like a um, reminder to us all that we're overcomplicating things. And to, again, train for the things that you want to do in your 80s and 90s instead right. of being like, for today, you know, because like we're so hung up on youth and beauty and doing things in the now, which we should be doing the things in the now, but we get caught up in the stupid trends. And it's like, let's just focus on being healthy when we're 80. Thank you guys over the years for getting a kick out of Papa's story. I know I have shared photos of him before. Mostly I talked about him a little bit more on Girls Gone Wild, but thanks for being around and letting me share his story. Let's take a quick 
break and talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned. It's fall. It's almost fall. Time for a warm beverage. Time for a warm beverage. Might we suggest some shut-eye chai? Oh my gosh, imagine the coziness. It's like a little bit crisp outside. You're getting ready for bed. You're feeling a little wound up. So you're like, you know, I need a little something, something. So you have some shut-eye chai. It's so like warm, comforting. A little bit spicy. A little bit spicy. (laughs) And it just helps calm your nervous system, nourishes your senses, and sends you peacefully off to dreamland, which is really where I want to be. Shut I Chai. Also, what I love about it is that it's like just such a great little ritual, which is something that I also really crave as we start to get into colder months. And it has chaga, reishi, ashwagandha, and other functional botanicals, herbs, plants, minerals, roots, spices. Ned shares all third-party lab reports. You can find out who farms their products. They share all about their extraction processes. So it's very easy to know the quality and ingredients and every single thing that they make. It does not contain CBD, does not have caffeine, obviously. It also doesn't have melatonin. If you're somebody who's thinking like all these things out there that are supposed to help you sleep just have melatonin and melatonin messes with me. And it is dairy-free. We like to add maybe like a little bit of oat milk or something to bring in a little bit of creaminess. But if that's not your thing, that's totally fine. Check out Ned's Shut Eye Chai, a really wonderful, warming, calming, warm drink to drink at night. You can get 15% off your first order with discount code JOY, J-O-Y. Go to helloned.com forward slash joy or use discount code JOY. Thank you so much for supporting the brands that support our podcast. Catherine asked, was this the grandparents which you, which got your grand's baking stuff? You got your grand's yes. baking stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, Catherine then goes on to ask, will you guys be doing the next season of The Great British Bake Off? Yes, we will. Absolutely. 1,000%. I cannot wait. <laughs> we look forward to it every year. It's got to be any day now, right? Like normally it's like mid-September. Well, I think I have seen some posts on their Instagram, which starts getting me like nervous about following. Like we have to unfollow because then we don't want to see spoilers. I haven't seen any announcements of like, oh, it's coming on this day. Oh, okay. But any minute now, it's got to be. Because it's normally like, yeah, second, third week of September. It's coming up. I can't wait. I look forward to it every year. It's my favorite podcast that we do. Mostly because it's just like, you know, it's right around the time of year where I want to start baking. It's like, look at all these fun things you get to bake. Can't wait. And it's a really, f- speaking of rituals, it's a fun ritual to watch it. For me, I watch it on Fridays and then I take notes, and when we record it on Saturday morning, we should do a chat for that one, too, for the fans of the Bake Off. That actually might be really fun for people to yeah. weigh in. Because it's so much to remember for it an episode is. that I know we forget some things, and so people could drop in and chime in if there's I'm like, oh, yeah, don't things. forget this happened. Yeah, don't forget this happened, you know? So that but might you will have to time. watch the episode ahead of time, obviously. Yes, otherwise, you don't blame us for spoilers, because, you know... That's what we're talking exactly. about. <laughs> They're going to happen. I made soup last night, like I was saying. I got to just tell you guys that the number one thing you got to do if you want to have good soup this year is start making your own broth. It is the X factor. It's not as hard as people make it seem. You don't have to like put all this crazy stuff in it. My favorite thing about soup and one of my things that I love about baking is sometimes I'll ask people like, oh, do you like to bake? They'll say like, oh, you know, I really like cooking, but I don't like baking because I don't get to experiment. And, you know, everything has to be so precise with baking. And to that, I say false. That is a misconception about baking, a very strong misconception. And I'm not saying that you can just wing it with baking, but I think actually what makes it more fun is that you have to, it's almost like do more odyssey of the mind where it was like, here are your constraints. Here's mm-hmm. your challenge. Mm-hmm. That is what baking feels like to me, where it's like, you have to figure out what, how much you can push this, but while still getting it to work versus cooking where it's like, you can kind of just like make anything happen. Also fun in its own regard. Don't get me wrong. 
But I also a little bit feel that way about soup. And guys, I hear myself. I know that I'm like taking this to the extreme. (laughs) I think if you ask the people I work with, like, what's one thing you know about Claire? They'd be like, that girl loves soup. (laughs) But I think that's why I like it is because it's like, it's the sky is not necessarily the limit. You kind of got to like make it work in the words of Tim Dunn, but you got to make your own broth. And all you have to do for that is keep your onion scraps and your celery and carrot scraps for a couple weeks. And then go, you might need to buy some extra celeries and carrots. And then if you have chicken scraps, use them like chicken bones. You can buy chicken bones, like you can buy chicken feet or chicken backs. Or honestly, you, if you want to make a veggie broth, then throw in your, your onion, celery and carrot scraps, you're just going to need a lot of them. It just makes the biggest difference in the world. I'm telling you guys. I'm so excited to see all the posts you have for all the things that you're going to make. And then I'll be posting at some point my trip to Trader Joe's to get the fall products, which last year was a little underwhelming. I can't remember why. I just remember going there and being like, I don't know if I feel the same way. I think you just felt like the products were not that great. There wasn't really anything new. You went and it was kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. Mackenzie says, went yesterday, they had nothing fall yet, which surprises me because I went to Sprouts, which is a kind of like a vitamin cottage or a Whole Foods in Colorado, and Sprouts had the cinnamon brooms. So I'm like, they're, they Honestly, got a leg up. And mums were outside. I was like, yeah, no, mums this feels already, like a, too, that feels too early to buy a mum. It is a little early to buy a mum. I thought about that too. I saw those, I saw the mums at um, Home Depot and I was like, oh, I want it to be mum season, but it's not. I feel like that's a miss. Like if you're Trader Joe's, in my personal opinion, which I respect, as someone who part of my job is like in-store retail marketing, if you are the Trader Joe's like person who decides when stuff starts getting sold, you look and see when is the pumpkin spice latte coming out. Mm -hmm. And then that same day, you put your fall stuff out because all the basic girls are going to Starbucks and then they're going to Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. And they're Mm -hmm. in the mood for a little bit of fall stuff and they got their pumpkin spice latte at first of the season and they're like, yes, I'm doing this. And then they walk into Trader Joe's and they're like, WTH, where are my cinnamon brooms? That is a million dollar idea that I just gave you Trader Joe's. Please take it and run with it. Next time, do better. Find out or, I mean, you don't have to find out. This stuff is like, you can know. Yeah. I kind of laugh though because you're, you've are you gone on record saying you're like, I don't really understand like the hype around Trader Joe's. I don't understand the hype around Trader Joe's. I don't understand mm-hmm. the hype around public pumpkin spice latte, but there is a hype. And if you are trying to sell things to white women, you got to just capture the whole situation. <laughs> I don't love pumpkin spice lattes. No. I think they taste disgusting. I don't mind. I said it. I said what I said. I don't mind that. I don't like this. St- I mean, there's very little that I actually like from Starbucks. I like their cold brew, but just because it's like plain. I just think their flavors, as generally speaking, are too sweet, which is fine. I don't like that. I'm just not a big like sweet drink, hot, you know. Yeah, I feel like drinker. every year they get sweeter, and that's what grosses yeah. me out. And I know you can do an alteration, but I don't know enough to like which alteration right. I want to like. And I just don't have the patience to like try to whittle it down to the perfect combination of pumps and things. Like I just no. Can't. Yeah, I'm not here trying to like create like a a potion. Let me go on the record and piss everyone off and be like, stop it with your catered pump one, this pump two. Like I feel I want one pump of this and this. (laughs) It feels a little ridiculous. Like just get a freaking coffee. Order the coffee. Oh, I'm know. officially 46 in two weeks. Okay. I'm starting to be grumpier <laughs> and grumpier. I feel like there are a couple places like Ozo, which is a local coffee chain, does a pumpkin syrup that's pretty good because it's like actually kind of more pumpkin pie-y than just like sugar. I do love pumpkin pie so much and I love pumpkin 
pumpkin perfect bars because I love how they go with coffee. Like a pumpkin perfect bar and some hot coffee, just so good. And the pumpkin perfect bars came out like a month ago. Yeah, pumpkin perfect bars are really good. I stopped eating them when I was, when I got graves and had to kind of back off dairy, but I will have one. Those are delicious with coffee. The only drink that I have found to be perfection in my brain is at Peregrine in Westcliff. It is perfect. The lavender latte is divine. They make the best lavender latte I've ever yeah. had. You just have to go to Westcliff, Colorado to get it. <laughs> I also feel like the I've had some bad lavender lattes where it just feels like there's <laughs> just, perfume in your coffee. Ew, no, no. Like yeah. they, they take it way too floral. They take it, and you're yeah. Like, no, Ugh. this is the most perfect balance ever. Mm. Yeah, I do love it. You know what I love? I love lavender lemonade. Ooh, yeah. They have a lavender lemonade too. Yeah, my mom gets it. It's really yeah, good. So good. Yeah, that is fresh. I watched Bridesmaids the other day. <laughs> you know, I've never actually seen that movie. Wait, we talk about this like once a year and it just like blows my mind blows every mind. time. It, it came out when... That is fresh. <laughs> it came out, I want to say it came out like the, a year or two before I got married. And I started watching it during my bachelorette party, but we were all super drunk and just fell asleep. <laughs> Like we like came back from the bars, turned it on, then and I did, didn't make it very far through, very very far through it. But I love so oh, much love all like Maya Rudolph. It, it, uh, please is do my me a favor actor. for my birthday and please watch this movie. Okay, this is your birthday present. <laughs> it's so good. It's like you will only because you will love it so much because it's so freaking hilarious and like yeah, it, no, it's a I comfort know. movie that I turn yeah. on. You know the other. I've been so. <laughs> And just posted when uh, Maya Rudolph's character is in the street having diarrhea. And she's like, it happened. It happened. The other day, I was really frustrated with like, you know, those moments where you're like, I want to watch something, but nothing sounds good. And that's when you just have to like watch a comfort something to get your brain off things. And mine was Bridesmaids. Normally, when I feel that way, I watch Harry Potter. So, I mean, sometimes <laughs> Harry Potter. My One of my favorite go-to comfort movies is Midnight in Paris. Mm, yes, we've talked I about this many movie. times. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a lot of times I'll watch Wes Anderson. That is also comforty in my comfort category. But yeah, a lot of those like rom coms or those kind of like they're almost like too. Um, they get me like too too wound up. I'm trying to think of what else I've been watching recently. That's like a comfort. Um, I watched the latest season of Married at First Sight, which is always ridiculous. They drag that on for like 20 episodes too long, but I'm really looking forward to the rest of the ultimatum. There's a new ultimatum that's out, which is so funny to me because, okay, so the ultimatum, Claire, is basically like these couples that go on, it's 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 kind of an extension of the Love is Blind because the, the Lachey's host it. These couples go on because one wants to get married and one doesn't. And so they're like, I am giving this person an ultimatum. If they don't... Where do they find these people? Who's I like, you know. know how, do you go- how do you get married after that? It's ridiculous. Okay, also, here's the other thing that drives me crazy. Go ahead. <laughs> Nick Lachey, and what's his wife's name? Vanessa? Vanessa, yeah. They are just raking in millions, millions and millions. Just and millions to sit of there and be like, and watch people uncomfortably blind. confront so each other. Yeah, so uncomfortable. I mean, I am just like, I can't, I can't get over the show. So the ultimatum, it drives me absolutely crazy. 
because inevitably, inevitably, and I'm not giving, like, there's, if you're at spoilers at this point, like, it's a freaking reality show, show, it's not real. But, like, the first episode, there's always, like, because basically what they do is they start with these couples, and then they kind of, like, couple swap. They're like, okay, at the end of this episode, you're all divorced, or you're all, not divorced, but, like, you're all broken up, and then you have to go find a new person to spend two weeks with and like see if you're going to do a trial marriage so it's kind of like married at first sight where you're just like living with a stranger and you're trying to more or less like date around to see if you really do want to get married to the person that you know you're you're there with ultimately what happens is one one couple one couple ends up freaking out because they get so jealous of seeing their partner with someone else that they just like blow up and leave and so it's really funny to watch that because I'm like you're you're just adding fuel to a fire how can you put these couples together and then just watch them like hook up with other people and then all of a sudden be like, yes, and this was proof to me that I would like to get married. I just, you know, it really is all about the drama, but I just had to laugh because I'm like, how is this really a show that they think is actual people falling and, in love over and yet, it? Yeah, here we are all watching. I think that's the thing, though. Does anybody actually think like, oh, I'm watching no. people? They're like, oh, yeah, dumpster fire. Here we go. Yes. You know what I love? I want your reaction to this. So like one couple, I think on the first season... They like, you know, split up, they break up, they live with another person. And the guy like makes out with one of the other people. And he tells his ultimatum partner, like the person that he's supposed to marry. Right, the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just really wanted to make sure to like have a full Uh experience. (laughs) I think that's such bullshit. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's not how that works. I just really wanted to get, it's basically being like, I'm just going to get it out of my system. Yeah. I just needed to like spread my seed everywhere. Sure. Not, not how that works. Not how any of this works. People are wild. Humans are wild. Why Reality do we do this shows. to ourselves? Why do we do this? <laughs> really quick, a couple of people I've seen ask like any updates about Joe. We won't know until mid-September about Joe's progress. I keep just crossing my fingers that we don't have any phone calls from Kid and Companions until the first report card, because that means he's like hanging in there, doing okay. But I keep thinking like, when would we puppy raise again? We took a break with Cadet. We took about four months off. Um, Right now we're staying pretty busy because we're doing a ton of dog sitting, but granted they're like older dogs, but I have like dog sitting lined up through October at this point. Like I'm getting a prison dog. We're watching a prison dog in September. We're also like dog sitting two dogs in September on top of that. We, We have a lot of like dog sitting happening. And then October we're getting another one to watch for like a week. But I keep thinking like, Hmm, when would be the right time to puppy raise again? And I know that's not a question that anyone else can answer but us, but it feels like, you know, when when we were kind of joking, like the second we got home, we'd be like, sign up again. But here's the thing. If if we wait till like November, December, I'm not puppy training. I'm not potty training a puppy in cold weather. I'm not going to do it. It is not fun. So then that puts us into like March. I would definitely do it again in March. But we're kind of like conflicting about that on top of possibly rescuing another cat. Like Scott really wants to get another cat at some point. So we're kind of like in this phase of like, we only have JT right now. The house feels really quiet. I don't know if people had advice, but I really do. I'm inviting feedback. I think what we're trying to do is like talk ourselves out of it, (laughs) of like doing it now. 
my opinion is that you should do it right now. So, sorry. <laughs> why do you – well, I'm curious. Like, why do you say that? I have no – Yeah, because I think you're going to – like, if you know you're going to do it again mm-hmm. and if you wait the whole winter, I think that you're going to be sad. And I think that the longer you wait, the the more you're going to keep, like, talking yourself into pushing it. Because then, like, when we get to March, you're going to be like, well, right, right. you know – what. Maybe I'll do it after the summer because we have so much travel lined up. And like, then, yeah. you know, like, it's always just, like an excuse. And I think something. that's, there's always, there's always going to be something. It's like very much this. And I've been doing that a lot with the, I mean, the other piece that's so great about puppy raising for kin and companions and probably for all other professional organizations that train service dogs is like, you have the most amazing community of people that are there to watch your dog at any given moment. So you, you're never short of dog sitters, um, puppy sitters, but it's just more of like, okay, am I ready to go back to that? Like literally 20, well, it's always 24 seven, but puppies obviously take a lot of energy, but maybe it's a good time now that my body's waking up at three thirty. It's just yeah, going to be, be up, up anyway. Anyway, <laughs> might as well just be have a puppy in your lap while you do it. I think that is a great reason. Like waking up at three thirty anyway. Yeah, might as well be laying on the couch with a teeny puppy belly. Yeah, just yeah, snuggling. You. Yeah, and I, I mean, Tilly asked how long would it take. I mean, they're in. I've said it before, they're a, they have a really high demand for puppy raisers right now. So we really, really need to get more puppy raisers on board. So I could get a puppy within the next few weeks if I really, if I signed up. So I don't have to wait. I mean, I can decide pretty quickly when we're ready and we'll get one pretty quickly. Joe's mom is having another litter in October. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that would be cute to get another one from Joe's mama. <laughs> Co-raising, I... I wouldn't mind co-raising. I just, I really do love puppy raising and like doing it full in, like all in. But maybe that's a good idea too, to kind of like work in some breaks. I just, we've not yet co-raised and there's a part of me that's like, I just really enjoy the daily routine. And I think it's just my own selfish worry of like not having the dog for a month or two or two weeks at a time here and there and just being like, oh my gosh, I miss him so much. But I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about that. And then especially with a cat, I keep talking us out of a cat too. I'm just like, do we really want to do that right now? And we're just all over the place. These are not like life, like large life decisions, but it's just more, it kind of is to us because yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the cat thing, I mean, I know you guys aren't rushing it or forcing it, but I very, I really feel like you're going to get a call from Leo one day and she's going to be like, your cat is here. That will just be that. And like, yeah, you go out and try to find a cat. I think you need to wait for a cat to come to you. That's true. That's actually very true. We've been saying that a lot. And Leah texts me all the time when the, like, in a great way. I know she's listening. Leah, I appreciate it. I'm saying all the time as far as like, this is amazing because she always texts me the cats that are in Lua's kennel. And also just like cool cats in general. She'll be like, oh, we just got these amazing cats or kittens and they're not on the website yet. But that is definitely something that we're thinking about. And I think it will be one of those situations. We really just want to get a cat that is has to be super okay with dogs because of all the dogs that we're raising. Yeah, we talk about that quite often. Oh, and on Sex in the City this week. So the reboot, just like that, they had their finale and Carrie gets a kitten. It is like the cutest little baby kitten. And it's just like a normal regular cat. It's not some like exotic breed that costs thousands of dollars. It was just like cute little normal cat. And its name is Shoe because Carrie loves shoes. Leah and I started texting back and forth. And I was like, Leah, you really need to jump on this like pop culture moment with the shelter. And like, 
I'm sure a lot of chicks are going to be coming out to adopt some cats because Carrie got a kitten. And so then we were kind of, she's like, yes, and we can name them all shoe brands. And so we're like, Espadrille, Sneaker, Loafer. And then we were like, Loaf, cats are loaves. And then we went over to like types of bread, pumpernickel, sourdough. We're like, <laughs> my brother had a cat named Rye. I love it. Yeah. Really good. They had two cats named Monty and Rye in New yeah. York City. Actually, we, you and I were talking about dog names and about one of my favorite things about watching the CCI turn in live stream was like hearing all the dog names. My favorite dog name was Howdy, which Howdy I actually had a friend so in college who had a dog named Howdy. My favorite, it's, it's probably my favorite dog name ever. I, I then went on to drop River off at her like dog camp and they have all the leashes like hanging on a pet, hanging on pegs when you walk into the lobby and they are like, they have these little dry erase name tags so they can write like whose leash is whose. So you can see all the dog's names of who's at camp that day. And there was, what were their names? Oh gosh, hold on. I have to go back and find them because they were so okay. cute. Yeah. And they were very Dog silly. names Remember? are my favorite. I posted on our Facebook yesterday because it was like National Dog Day. So I was like, yeah. please, you know how much I love seeing everyone's dogs. So if you're still, if you're listening to this and want to go back on our Facebook page, please post a picture of your dog. I love seeing everyone's dogs and their names. And so I was browsing through those yesterday and it's just like the best thing ever. Um, It was Mr. Boggles and Lord Waddles. <laughs> Mr. Boggles. Mr. Boggles. <laughs> then we were saying that they should. So you guys probably don't know this, but the way that they name the CCI litters is they just like go through the alphabet. So every dog in that litter will their names will will all start with the same letter. And so like in Joe's litter, everyone had a J name. So I was saying they should have they when they the next time they get to an M litter, everyone should be like Mr. and Miss because I just love it so much. I love when a dog is like Ugh, I do Mr. Too. Farts. Yeah. On Friends, there was a cat. What was the cat's name, you guys, in the chat? It was Mr. Something. It was the guy who... Buttons, Mr. Buttons. I think it was like the the funny, weird landlord guy, or maybe it wasn't a landlord. It was a guy who was like living in the same building and he steals... I think he steals Phoebe's cat. Now I'm like remembering that episode. He's like, this is my cat. And they're like, you don't have a cat. He's like, yes, I do. And then they're like, what's his name? He's like, Bob Buttons. Bob Buttons? <laughs> Bob buttons. I love it when animals have human names also. Like there's like a dog named Floyd or something where you're like, that's not a dog name, you silly person, but I mm-hmm, love it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about our auction that we talked about a couple episodes ago. So Danielle, who's one of our lovely listeners, um, is auctioning off a session with her. She does LinkedIn bio makeovers. So if you need a LinkedIn boost, you are looking for a new role, you've just been promoted, or you're pivoting, or you want to amplify your thought leadership. It's a one-hour session. Personality branding expert. She'll work with you to update your bio so that you stand out and attract the right audience. And so we are trying to raise money. And this is from her personal business, which is More Than Words Marketing. Her website is morethanwordscopy.com. So you can see her bio there. But we are raising money for Canine Companions, um, and she donated this session for us to auction off. Very grateful for that. Again, you can go to morethanwordscopy.com to see everything about Danielle. And if you want to make a donation to Canine Companions, you go to canine.org, and you can just email us the receipt, and we will pick a winner for that session. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here this week. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. It's almost fall, guys. It's happening. So don't forget to keep your ears out for our next season of On Your Marks Gets at Bake. It's going to be fantastic. Until then, 
We hope you have a wonderful week. And don't forget to check out our favorite sponsor, Ned. That's helloned.com, discount code JOY for 15% off your first order. Don't forget to try the Shuddai Chai if you're looking for a warm and cozy little ritual to bring in as we get into fall. Thank you guys so much for being here. We will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.